Chapter 11, verses 28 through 46 of Catina Aria, Commentary in the Four Gospels Collected Out of the Works of the Fathers, Volume 1, Part 2, Gospel of St. John by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verses 28 through 32. And when she had so said, she went her way and called Mary her sister secretly, saying, The Master is come and calleth for thee. As soon as she heard that, she rose quickly and came unto him. Now Jesus was not yet come into the town, but was in that place where Martha met him. The Jews then, which were with her in the house, and comforted her. When they saw Mary, that she rose up hastily and went out, followed her, saying, She goeth unto the grave to weep there. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. Chrysostom. Christ's words had the effect of stopping Martha's grief. In her devotion to her master, she had no time to think of her afflictions. But when she had so said, she went her way and called Mary her sister secretly. Augustine. Silently, i.e. speaking in a low voice. For she did speak, saying, The master is come and calleth for thee. Chrysostom. She calls her sister secretly in order not to let the Jews know that Christ was coming. For had they known, they would have gone, and not been witnesses of the miracle. Augustine. We may observe that the evangelist has not said where or when or how the Lord called Mary, but for brevity's sake has left it to be gathered from Martha's words. Theophylact. Perhaps she thought the presence of Christ in itself a call, as if it were inexcusable when Christ come, that she should not go out to meet him. Chrysostom. While the rest sat around her in sorrow, she did not wait for the master to come to her, but not letting her grief detain her, rose immediately to meet him. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came unto him. Augustine. So we see, if she had known of his arrival before, she would not have let Martha go without her. Now Jesus was not yet come into the town, but was in that place where Martha met him. Chrysostom. He went slowly, that he might not seem to catch at an occasion of working a miracle, but to have it forced upon him by others asking. Mary, it is said, arose quickly, and thus anticipated his coming. The Jews accompanied her. The Jews then, which were with her in the house, and comforted her, when they saw Mary, that she arose up hastily and went out, followed her, saying, She goeth unto the grave to weep there. Augustine. The evangelist mentions this to show how it was that so many were present at Lazarus's resurrection and witness of that great miracle. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet. Chrysostom. She is more fervent than her sister, forgetful of the crowd around her and of the Jews, some of whom were enemies to Christ. She threw herself at her master's feet. In his presence, all earthly things were not to her. She thought of nothing but giving him honor. Theophylact. But her faith seems as yet imperfect. Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. Alcune, as if to say, 
Lord, while thou wert with us, no disease, no sickness dared to show itself amongst those with whom the life deigned to take up his abode. Augustine, O faithless assembly, whilst thou art yet in the world, Lazarus thy friend dieth. If the friend dies, what will the enemy suppose? It is a small thing that they will not serve thee upon earth. Lo, hell hath taken thy beloved. Bede. Mary did not say so much as Martha. She could not bring out what she wanted for weeping, as is usual with persons overwhelmed with sorrow. Verses 33 through 41. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in his spirit and was troubled, and said, Where have ye laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Then said the Jews, Behold how he loved him. And some of them said, Could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have caused that even this man should not have died? Jesus therefore, again groaning in himself, cometh to the grave. It was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. Jesus said, Take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Jesus saith unto her, Said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. Chrysostom. Christ did not answer Mary, as he had her sister, on account of the people present. In condescension to them, he humbled himself and let his human nature be seen, in order to gain them as witnesses to the miracle. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in his spirit and was troubled. Augustine, for who but himself could trouble him? Christ was troubled, because it pleased him to be troubled. He hungered, because it pleased him to hunger. It was in his own power to be affected in this or that way or not. The word took up soul and flesh, and whole man, and fitted it to himself in unity of person, and thus according to the nod and will of that higher nature in him, in which the sovereign power resides, he becomes weak and troubled. Theophylact, to prove his human nature, he sometimes gives it free vent, while at other times he commands and restrains it by the power of the Holy Ghost. Our Lord allows his nature to be affected in these ways, both to prove that he is very man, not man in appearance only, and also to teach us by his own example the due measures of joy and grief. For the absence altogether of sympathy and sorrow is brutal. The excess of them is womanly. Augustine And said, Where have ye laid him? He knew where, but he asked to try the faith of the people. Chrysostom he did not wish to thrust the miracle upon them, but to make them ask for it, and thus do away with all suspicions. Augustine, the question has an allusion to, to our hidden calling. That predestination by which we are called is hidden, and the sign of its being so is our Lord asking the question. He being, as it were, in ignorance, so long as we are ignorant ourselves, or because our Lord elsewhere shows that he knows not sinners, saying, I know you not, because 
in keeping his commandments there is no sin. They said unto him, Lord, come and see. Chrysostom, he had not yet raised any one from the dead, and seemed as if he came to weep, not to raise to life. Wherefore they say to him, Come and see. Augustine, the Lord sees when he pities, as we read, Look upon my adversity and misery, and forgive me all my sin. Jesus wept. Alcuin, because he was the fountain of pity, he wept in his human nature for him whom he was able to raise again by his divine. Augustine, wherefore did Christ weep, but to teach men to weep? Bede, it is customary to mourn over the death of friends, and thus the Jews explained our Lord's weeping. Then said the Jews, Behold how he loved him. Augustine, loved him. Our Lord came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And some of them said, Could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have caused that even this man should not have died? He was about to do more than this, to raise him from death. Chrysostom. It was his enemies who said this. The very works which should have evidenced his power, they turn against him, as if he had not really done them. This is the way that they speak of the miracle of opening the eyes of the man that was born blind. They even prejudge Christ before he has come to the grave, and have not the patience to wait for the issue of the matter. Jesus, therefore, again groaning in himself, cometh to the grave. That he wept and he groaned are mentioned to show us the reality of his human nature. John, who enters into higher statements, as to his nature than any of the other evangelists, also descends lower than any in describing his bodily affections. Augustine, and do thou too groan in thyself, if thou wouldest raise to new life. To every man is this said, who is weighed down by any vicious habit. It was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. The dead under the stone is the guilty under the law, for the law which was given to the Jews was graven on stone, and all the guilty are under the law, for the law was not made for a righteous man. Bede. A cave is a hollow in a rock. It is called a monument, because it reminds us of the dead. Jesus said, Take ye away the stone. Chrysostom. But why did he not raise him without taking away the stone? Could not he who moved a dead body by his voice much more have moved a stone? He purposely did not do so, in order that the miracle might take place in the sight of all, to give no room for saying, as they had said in the case of the blind man, This is not he. Now they might go into the grave and feel and see that this was the man. Augustine, take ye away the stone, mystically, Take away the burden of the law, proclaim grace. Augustine, perhaps those are signified who wish to impose the right of circumcision on the Gentile converts, or men in the church of corrupt life, who offend believers. Augustine, Mary and Martha, the sisters of Lazarus, though they had often seen Christ raise the dead, did not fully believe that he could raise their brother. Martha, the sister of him, that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Theophylact. Martha said, From this weakness of faith, 
thinking it impossible that Christ could raise her brother so long after death. Bede, or these are not words of despair, but of wonder. Chrysostom, thus everything tends to stop the mouths of the unbelieving. Their hands take away the stone, their ears hear Christ's voice, their eyes see Lazarus come forth, they perceive the smell of the dead body. Theophylact, Christ reminds Martha of what he had told her before, which she had forgotten. Jesus saith unto her, Said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. Chrysostom, she did not remember what he said above. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. To the disciples he had said, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Here it is the glory of the Father he speaks of. The difference is made to suit the different hearers. Our Lord could not rebuke her before such a number, but only says, Thou shalt see the glory of God. Augustine, herein is the glory of God, that he that stinketh and hath been dead four days is brought to life again. Then they took away the stone. Origen, the delay in taking away the stone was caused by the sister of the dead, who said, By this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. If she had not said this, it would not be said, Jesus said, Take away the stone. Some delay had arisen. It is best to let nothing come between the commands of Jesus and doing them. Verses 41 through 46. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me, and I knew that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus saith unto them, Loose him, and let him go. Then many of the Jews which came to Mary, and had seen the things which Jesus did, believed on him. But some of them went their ways to the Pharisees, and told them what things Jesus had done. Alcuin, Christ as man, being inferior to the Father, prays to him for Lazarus's resurrection, and declares that he is heard. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. Origen, he lifted up his eyes mystically. He lifted up the human mind by prayer to the Father above. We should pray after Christ's pattern. Lift up the eyes of our heart and raise them above present things in memory, in thought, in intention. If to them who pray worthily after this fashion is given the promise in Isaiah, thou shalt cry, and he shall say, Here I am. What answer, think we, our Lord and Savior would receive? He was about to pray for the resurrection of Lazarus. He was heard by the Father before he prayed. His request was granted before made, and therefore he begins with giving thanks. I thank thee, Father, that thou hast heard me. Chrysostom, i.e., there is no difference of will between me and thee. Thou hast heard me does not show any lack of power in him or that he is inferior to the father it is a phrase that is used between friends and equals 
that the prayer is not really necessary for him appears from the words that follow and i knew that thou heardest me always as if he said i need not prayer to persuade thee for ours is one will he hides his meaning on account of the weak faith of his hearers for god regards not so much his own dignity as our salvation and therefore seldom speaks loftily of himself and even when he does speaks in an obscure way whereas humble expressions abound in his discourses hilary he did not therefore need to pray he prayed for our sakes that we might know him to be the son but because of the people which stand by i said it that they may believe that thou hast sent me his prayer did not benefit himself but benefited our faith he did not want help but we want instruction chrysostom he did not say that they may believe that i am inferior to thee and that i cannot do this without prayer but that thou hast sent me he saith not has sent me weak acknowledging subjection doing nothing of myself but has sent me in such sense as that man may see that i am from god not contrary to god and that i do this miracle in accordance with his will augustine christ went to the grave in which lazarus slept as if he were not dead but alive and able to hear for he forthwith called him out of his grave and when he had thus spoken he cried with a loud voice lazarus come forth he calls him by name that he may not bring out all the dead chrysostom he does not say arise but come forth speaking to the dead as if he were alive and for which reason also he does not say come forth in my father's name or father raise him but throwing off the whole appearance of one praying proceeds to show his power by acts this is his general way his words show humility his acts power theophylact the voice which roused lazarus is the symbol of that trumpet which will sound at the general resurrection he spoke loud to contradict the gentile fable that the soul remained in the tomb the soul of lazarus is called to as if it were absent and a loud voice were necessary to summon it and as the general resurrection is to take place in the twinkling of an eye so did this single one and he that was dead came forth bound hand and foot with grave clothes and his face was bound about with a napkin now is accomplished what was said above the hour is coming when the dead shall hear the voice of the son of god and they that hear shall live origin his cry and loud voice it was which awoke him as christ had said i go to awake him the resurrection of lazarus is the work of the father also in that he heard the prayer of the son it is the joint work of father and son one praying the other hearing for as the father raiseth up the dead and quickeneth them even so the son quickeneth whom he will chrysostom he came forth bound that none might suspect that he was a mere phantom besides that this very fact viz of coming forth bound was itself a miracle as great as the resurrection jesus saith unto them loose him that by going near and touching him they might be certain he was the very person and let him go his humility is shown here he does not take lazarus about with him for the sake of display origin 
Our Lord had said above, Because of the people that stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. There would have been ignorance of the future if he had said this, and none believed after all. Therefore it follows, Then many of the Jews which came to Mary, and had seen the things which Jesus did, believed on him. But some of them went their way to the Pharisees, and told them what things Jesus had done. It is doubtful from these words whether those who went to the Pharisees were of those many who believed and meant to conciliate the opponents of Christ, or whether they were of the unbelieving party and wished to inflame the envy of the Pharisees against him. The latter seems to me the true supposition, especially as the evangelist describes those who believed as the larger party. Many believed, whereas it is only a few who go to the Pharisees. Some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what things Jesus had done. Augustine, although according to gospel history, we hold that Lazarus was really raised to life, yet we doubt not that his resurrection is an allegory as well. We do not, because we allegorize facts, lose our belief in them as facts. Augustine, everyone that sinneth dies, but God of his great mercy raises the soul to life again, and does not suffer it to die eternally. The three miraculous resurrections in the Gospels I understand to testify the resurrection of the soul. Gregory, the maiden is restored to life in the house, the young man outside the gate, Lazarus in his grave. She that lies dead in the house is the sinner lying in sin. He that is carried out by the gate is the openly and notoriously wicked. Augustine, or it is death within, when the evil thought has not come out into action. But if thou actually do the evil thing, thou hast, as it were, carried the dead outside the gate. Gregory, and one there is who lies dead in his grave, with a load of earth upon him, i.e., who is weighed down by habits of sin. But the divine grace has regard even unto such, and enlightens them. Augustine, or we may take Lazarus in the grave as the soul laden with earthly sins. Augustine, and yet our Lord loved Lazarus, for had he not loved sinners, he would never have come down from heaven to save them. Well, it is said of one of sinful habits that he stinketh. He hath a bad report already, as it were the foulest odor. Augustine, well may she say, he hath been dead four days, for the earth is the last of the elements. It signifies the pit of earthly sins, i.e. carnal lusts. Augustine, the Lord groaned, wept, cried with a loud voice. It is hard for him to arise who is bowed down with the weight of evil habits. Christ troubleth himself to signify to thee that thou shouldest be troubled when thou art pressed and weighed down with such a mass of sin. Faith groaneth, he that is displeased with himself groaneth, and accuseth his own evil deeds, that so the habit of sin may yield to the violence of repentance. When thou sayest, I have done such a thing, and God has spared me. I have heard the gospel and despised it. What shall I do? Then Christ groaneth, because faith groaneth. And in the voice of thy groaning appeareth the hope of thy rising again. Gregory, Lazarus is bid to come forth, i.e., to come forth and condemn himself with his own mouth, without excuse or reservation, that so he that lies buried in a guilty conscience may come forth out of himself by confession. Augustine, 
that Lazarus came forth from the grave signifies the soul's deliverance from carnal sins. That he came bound up in grave clothes means that even we who are delivered from carnal things and serve with the mind the law of God, yet cannot, so long as we are in the body, be free from the besetments of the flesh. That his face was bound about with a napkin means that we do not attain to full knowledge in this life. And when our Lord says, loose him and let him go, we learn that in another world all veils will be removed, and we shall see face to face. Augustine, or thus, when thou despisest, thou liest dead. When thou confessest, thou comest forth. For what is to come forth but to go out, as it were, of thy hiding place, and to show thyself? But thou canst not make this confession, except God move thee to it. By crying with a loud voice, i.e. calling thee with great grace, but even after the dead man has come forth, he remains bound for some time, i.e. is as yet only a penitent. Then our Lord says to his ministers, Loose him, and let him go, i.e. remit his sins. Whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Alcun. Christ awakes because his power it is which quickens us inwardly. The disciples loose because, by the ministry of the priesthood, they who are quickened are absolved. Bede. By those who went and told the Pharisees are meant those who, seeing the good works of God's servants, hate them on that very account, persecute and calumniate them. End of chapter 11, verses 28 through 46.